Welcome to How the Song Came to Be, where soulful songwriters share the stories behind their songs, as well as tools and creative practices you can use to bring your best songs or other creative works to life. I'm Ann Heaton, your host. Welcome to How the Song Came to Be. I'm Ann Heaton, your host. And today is the first Thursday of the month, which means it's To the Light Thursday which is when I share uh, a song off of my new album and storybook to the light. So today I'm gonna be sharing the celebration song and the story behind it and the creativity key that unlocked it. I'm super excited about that and I'll jump in in a second. But I also wanna let you know that in the second half of the podcast, I'm gonna be sharing one of my favorite creativity exercises. And this is one where people say like, you know, they'll have the biggest breakthrough or they'll have an insight or um, it will help them with the song they're working on. And this exercise is actually also um, a stress and anxiety relieving exercise. So it serves multiple purposes and I'm super excited to share it with you. If you listen to the podcast, you know, commuting on your way to work, you can kind of just listen and maybe try it later. Or if you listen at home, uh, while you aren't, say, washing dishes or something, um, then I'll invite you to grab a journal or some paper, uh, maybe a pen and some markers, and perhaps you can uh, do it along with us um, as I'm sharing it. So that's, that's an option. Yeah, so to start off, again, I'm sharing, if you're watching this on video, I'm holding up the book from my book To the Light, which is a collection of songs and stories. And I'm jumping to the celebration song because it feels like that's the song that wants to be shared today. And I'll just start out uh, by reading, uh, reading how it came to be. On a cold February morning, a few weeks after moving to Ann Arbor, as I forced myself to unwrap and put away utensils and books, my four-year-old daughter sauntered through the living room put her hands in the air and did an impromptu hip shake while singing, I feel a celebration going on, or something like that. I thought to myself, you do? I was accustomed to her singing made up melodies from her car seat, narrating the things we pass along the road. There's a tree growing like me, or birdie birdie flying, she'd sing. But on this day, I was particularly struck with how in touch she was with happiness on a gray day in a new town without her cousins or toys. I wondered if I too could feel a celebration going on, even while unpacking boxes on a bleak winter morning. I took it as a challenge to see if I could access my inner celebration. I thought if I made a list of all the things that made me happy, I'd be able to do it. But it didn't quite work. Then one morning I argued with my husband over coffee. He offered to reheat mine. I cringed because a fresh pot is so much yummier. So we made a fresh pot, which we enjoyed together. This simple exchange triggered memories of all the situations in my life where I learned that every moment, no matter how challenging, is leading to this current perfect present moment. My painful divorce led to a better relationship and two children. A car accident helped me feel my spirit more. Thich Nhat Hanh, who trained as a monk during the Vietnam War, 
cultivating peace in wartime said, a lotus grows in the mud. I loved and clung to those words. Having this theme helped the song tumble out. I even felt moved to bring the idea to climate change, which is so overwhelming, it can be hard to see the miracles of nature that are right in front of us. Okay, now I'm gonna go ahead and play the song. Feel celebration going on, celebration, celebration. Feel celebration going on, celebration, celebration. I don't reheat my coffee, I put a brand new pot on when I drop my child at preschool. I might have a sparkly dress on if I wanna drive high, high, if I wanna fly high, high. Who's gonna stop me? No one but me. And what if I That I'd take the 59th Street Bridge to you one night That you and I'd roll a Crown Vic on black ice I'd be hit by a drunk driver But somehow survive Though I flew across the freeway I didn't have a scratch My spirit shifted up above my head And it was cause of that that later I knew When I walked through hard times I had a spirit to turn to Can you feel it? Can you feel it rising? Up, how my grandpa showed me the ballads of Ireland My friend Motley, the music of Harlem How I always preferred, though I didn't know it then The music of the oppressed over those oppressing them How my mom got me all those piano lessons Damn, thank you Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Rising up So I could make my music shed in my own voice How I had to meet the wrong man to make a better choice How it all had to burn down so I could rebuild my life And have these two daughters I'm gonna make the most of my time Like Paul McCartney said Maybe you've been waiting your whole life For this moment to arise Like Thich Nhat Hanh lived peace In Vietnam he kept rebuilding And rebuilding He helped Martin Luther King over here As they kept marching and marching Can you feel it? I feel celebration 
Okay, we're back. I hope you enjoyed the celebration song. So another story I want to tell around that song is that's not in the book is the relationship between uh, Thich Nhat Hanh and Martin Luther King. Um, you may have caught uh, in the lyrics, I say, let me just find this one part. It says, um, maybe humanity won't survive, but I'm going to make the most of my time. Like Paul McCartney said, maybe you've been waiting your whole life for this moment to arrive. Like Thich Nhat Hanh lived peace in Vietnam. He kept rebuilding and rebuilding. He helped Martin Luther King over here as they kept marching and marching. So what that's referring to is uh, the friendship between those two men. They were aware of each other and um, they talked about peace practices. And one of the reasons that Martin Luther King could trust Thich Nhat Hanh is because um, Thai, as they call him, which I believe means teacher, was was training to become a monk during the Vietnam War in Vietnam. So they were practicing peace every day when there were bombings. Um, they didn't take sides. They just helped communities um, rebuild their homes. Um, and so I just find it so interesting that, um, you know, if, if he had been practicing peace in peaceful times and you know, try to give Martin Luther King advice, he may be like, well, that's nice, but we have a lot of adversity over here and racism, you know, but instead he, he could see that this, this man was practicing peace under the most difficult of, of conditions. And, and therefore this, this, um, this understanding um, was born. And so I love thinking about how something that was so painful and difficult um, actually gave birth to something beautiful and had an influence on our uh, the civil rights movement over here. So I encourage you to look that story up and, and read about it if it's uh, of interest to you. And um, okay, now I'm going to jump while well, we still have the song in our heads. Feel celebration going on. <laughs> um, do I feel a celebration going on right now? Well, I think I do, yes. Um, I'm gonna share some of these questions with you and you can kind of see how they strike you. How do you like to celebrate? How do you like to celebrate? One of the reasons I like to ask these questions is because Sometimes I feel like when someone asks me the right question, I just, it can change everything, you know, and it can, it can really open up windows for me on what actions I want to take or how I feel about something. Um, the next question is, do you celebrate big and small things? Do you celebrate big and small things? The next one is, what was from, well, sorry. <laughs> this is one of the reasons I write songs because talking is so challenging for me. Um, what was one of your favorite celebrations ever? What was one of your favorite celebrations ever? 
Oh, here's a good one. What's something you haven't celebrated yet that you still would like to? What's something you haven't celebrated yet that you still would like to? And lastly, do you prefer to celebrate others? If so, why? Do you prefer to celebrate others? If so, why? So I'll share something that these questions were hopeful for me. I realized, I realized that there were some things in my life that I hadn't celebrated yet that I still would like to, um, that I just kind of glossed over and just kept moving, moving ahead. Um, but there was a part of me that, that wanted to celebrate and, and acknowledge. So I was able to kind of write those down and say, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for myself. Um, okay. And lastly, yeah, I may, you know, maybe you'll, maybe you'll discover that you are more likely, you know, you'll plan your kid's birthday party or you're, you'll celebrate your partner, but you are less likely to celebrate yourself. And you could use that as an invitation um, to do that. Or maybe you'll find that you always celebrate yourself and you forget to celebrate your loved ones. I don't know. That's less likely, I feel, with this crowd. But anyway, I'm now going to read the creativity key, which for this song is the creativity key of connection. At first, I wanted to call this creativity key honesty, because when we're in touch with the truth about ourselves, it's easier to reach out to others and connect in meaningful ways. What do I mean? Well, when we know and share what makes us tick, what makes us laugh, what hurts, and what we desire, others feel let into our world. They begin to imagine similar experiences they've had, or if they haven't had them, they're inspired to try and relate. Likewise, when we hear the stories of others, we experience the creation of a bridge. Stories are bridges. What are some bridges you've built? What are some bridges others have built to you? So I love this idea of the story being a bridge. And it's interesting because as a songwriter, I've had the experience many times where I will have an idea for a song, but I'll try to make sure I write it about somebody else or a, a fictional character. And sometime around halfway through, I'll think, well, I could write this from my point of view and it would be truthful and it would be authentic and I could really inhabit it because I experienced it. And there's a part of me who would say, well, no, that's selfish. You should, you know, try, try to make it about somebody else. But what I've discovered is that when I share from a, a vulnerable place and a truthful place, um, I'm really able to reach others. And it's also an invitation, you know, here's what happened to me. Here's what I have experienced. What about you? And then I love to hear back from people. Oh, well, you know, here's my story. Here's what happened to me, right? So I'm of the belief that it's, it's never selfish to, to share your story um, from an honest and, and loving place. And in fact, it takes, 
it takes some courage to, to do so sometimes. So, um, <laughs> no, I don't know what to say yet. Next. So, oh yeah. So I think with the celebration song, you know, I had that same desire where I really wanted it to be kind of general, which it, which it mostly, you know, is in the choruses and in some of the verses, um, you know, talking about climate change and seeing the beautiful trees. But in the spoken word section, I really, I allow it to be personal. And I think it's because even though someone hasn't had those exact same experiences, it's more relatable that, that it's so honest and specific. So I start with the spoken word section being very personal and specific, and then it slowly moves out uh, to being more global and having characters in it that we all know, um, well-known spiritual leaders and rock stars. And so it kind of goes from the most specific to, to the most, to more general. And, um, yeah, so that's the key for that for me was just recognizing that desire to connect, um, and to tell my truth and to invite others to tell theirs. So now I'd love to share with you the creativity exercise that I mentioned. It's an exercise that I've used just simply for stress relief, um, to cultivate self-compassion, and also as a tool to help me write songs such as The Alchemist, Maybe It's Peace, uh, even a little bit with the celebration song. So it takes about 10 minutes. And again, it serves multiple purposes. It can, you can, you can do this simply to alleviate anxiety or just check in with yourself. Um, I've used it a couple times this week already. <laughs> so funny. Once I do it, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good. Um, or you can use it as a jumping off point. Uh, for writing a song or working on a creative project and it often will reveal something that maybe you haven't seen yet about your topic. So I say with creativity we can create alchemy and we are reminded of who we truly are. So one of the things this exercise has given me it's helped me to feel less like a victim and more like the author of my life. It's lowered my stress as I mentioned, by putting me more in touch with my creative energy. It's helped me to feel more empowered and it's fun. <laughs> and it's something I can do with my kids. So here's what you'll need. You'll need two pieces of paper at minimum and a pen or pencil at minimum. If you also have markers or crayons or some colored pencils, that'll that's great too, because that'll give you a little more to work with. So if you don't, don't worry about it. You can just use a pen, but if you do have some of these other tools, uh, you might have more fun with it. Or you can always do it once now and do it again later. So this is actually a drawing exercise, but it's not about being good at drawing. You're not trying to like make a realistic rendering or something. Um, it's simply about being in touch with how you're feeling right now. So the first thing I'm gonna ask you to do is just put the two pieces of paper in front of you on the table, wherever you are. And 
to just notice how you're feeling, put your awareness on your heart and just kind of pause and notice how you feel. And then I'm going to invite you to draw yourself and that could mean anything. It could be your face, your whole body, it could be a stick figure, you could draw yourself as an animal. No one's going to see it to draw yourself how you're feeling right now. So whatever mood you're in, whatever you notice about how you're feeling, let that guide what colors you choose, what shapes you draw. If you draw yourself in a certain environment, whatever it means to you, just notice how you feel and draw yourself how you're feeling right now. So you're probably going to want to pause this podcast if you're actually doing the exercise right now. So go ahead and pause and then you can kind of come back when you're done doing that. Okay. So now that you've drawn yourself how you're feeling right now, and again, that's whatever that means to you, this is just for you. Now I'm going to invite you to do a second drawing. And in the second drawing, um, you're also going to draw you, but you're going to do it from a different point of view. And I don't want you to get hung up on the words that I use right now because everybody has different words for this, but there'll probably be one that resonates the most and others might be triggering. But I, I want to invite you to draw yourself outside of your particular mood. So draw yourself like the essence of who you are or ideal you or the most authentic version of you or the truest you. So the you that's untouchable, you know, by your experiences, the you that's always there underneath it all, right? With kids, I might say, draw yourself as a superhero. So you could, you could try that too. So now you're drawing the essence of you, whatever that means to you. Maybe it's your higher self or your inner wisdom, your most authentic self. And just see what colors you're drawn to, what shapes, and see, you know, maybe you again want to draw yourself as an animal or in a particular environment and just go ahead and do what feels right for this second drawing. And again, you can just pause and come back when you're done. I know people don't normally <laughs> do drawings while they're listening to podcasts on their commute to work, but so, okay. So I'm assuming you paused it now and you're, you're back. So the next part of this exercise is to actually take a break from the drawings. Maybe go get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and just give it a minute and then come back and look at them with fresh eyes and see what you notice. So this is the cool part because there's always what we're aware of and then there's something right below the surface, which is why this can be a great tool for songwriting is you might look at these drawings and notice something about how you were feeling that you weren't aware of or notice some detail about authentic you that feels a little more powerful than you were aware of. So 
what, whatever the, the case may be, I'm now going to invite you to just write, jot down some words on each of these pieces of paper about things you notice. So you might be like, oh, a lot, there's a lot of the color blue or looks, she looks lethargic or she looks radiant. You know, just go ahead and write down some words about what you notice. And then I'm going to invite you to allow these two characters who are both you in this case to have a conversation. You know, what might they say to each other? Um, um, I'll, sh I'll actually show an example. Um, <laughs> I always get super shy about this. Now, if you're listening, you won't see this, but if you're watching it on YouTube, here's like a, a drawing that I drew of like the mood I was in. So she's kind of like, she's kind of exasperated. She's like, what, like what now? Like what should I do now? You know, she doesn't look devastated, but she's looks a little frustrated. Um, and then, my next drawing uh, that I drew, which was essential me on that day, um, she's much more serene and kind of peaceful. And the message I got from her was, was simplify. Just pick one thing, you know, and, you know, be present to your heart. So I sort of let them have a conversation and then I thought, and then I had some realizations and I could kind of go about my day. So that was, in this case, I used this drawing exercise as almost like a stress relief and as a way to know, you know, what's my next step. But, um, but in terms of songwriting, I've also, I have a drawing here, which I don't, I don't think I'm going to share it, but I'm writing a custom song for a, for a couple. And I'm about halfway done with the song, but I feel like it could be better or deeper. So I actually drew them. I mean, I don't know how to draw, but I just kind of drew their expressions. And through doing that, I sort of saw like that he was looking at her and that he could really see her and, and she looked really grounded. And, and just through observing what I had drawn, I had access to something that was a little deeper, like a little more in my subconscious about their relationship and so I you know I took notes on that and now I'm going to include it in the song so that's something that you can do on whatever level and that I encourage you to do I know there are a lot of people have resistance to drawing but again this is just for you and um and it's just another way in to yourself and it can be a way into your creative work um, kind of just take a break from your, your logical brain. And it's awfully, it's all, it's awfully compassionate and it's just, it's good to be good to yourself. So that is that exercise. And in soul song school, we go a little deeper into ways you can then turn that actually into a song. Um, but I think for the, the sake of the podcast and for today, uh, that's a good, um, that's a good start. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed doing that. One thing I will say is if you're listening to this in your car, don't, don't judge this exercise before you do it. Right. Um, one of the things I love doing as a teacher is not telling people what we're doing and then we just do it because what almost always happens is once someone does something, they're like, Oh, like, and the more resistance someone has to something, usually the more benefit they get out of doing it. 
So if you're listening to this in your car right now, don't, don't judge it until you've tried it. And then once you try it, then you can judge it. So lots of love. And, um, I don't know what else to say. Oh yeah. The action invitation is to celebrate something in your life, either celebrate yourself, celebrate something you did, celebrate someone you love. Um, and yeah, <laughs> so that's all. Um, I hope I'm not forgetting anything. Thanks so much for, for being here and for listening and for sharing this podcast with anyone you think might, might benefit from the, the creative aspects of it and the self-care aspects of it. And if you want to buy a copy of my book and my new album, you can do so at my website, which is anheaton.com. And feel free to reach out or join the Facebook group, um, How the Song Came to Be. It's a public group and you are welcome. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. If you know someone who would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Thanks so much. Much love.